This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hello, good morning, hapsters, or afternoon or evening or good night. Not sure when you're listening, but either way, I hope you are having just as splendid of a day as I am. It is beautiful out here today in New York and also it is uh, just been a really great succession of wins for the hapsters over here for all of my clients. I've been just living vicariously through all of your victories and it's about damn time I get to just share them and shout them from the rooftops. I know I celebrate you guys via text and via our our private, you know, hapster group or, where all of you guys get to learn about each other's big wins and celebrations, but I I just think it's crazy that I haven't shared some of these wins on the podcast. So enough is enough. That's that's the first part of this. I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes shouting out some crazy things that have been happening for my clients. So as you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast or if this is your very first episode, you don't know, I am a uh, life and business coach for female entrepreneurs. So for female small business owners or um, online business owners, or even for people who kind of want to start a business, or maybe they have a passion or a desire to do more, but they're not really sure how to do that. But of course, we talk about business, um, and we talk about other things, but uh, the real main link that all of my clients have, have is that they own a business, and that they're women. And super cool. So a couple of things happened all within the last two weeks, I believe. One is that my client, Amy, Amy Kwok, she was her company, Girls Ride 2, um, that's Girls Ride T-O-O, was featured on NBC Sports in Toyota's Makeup to Mud uh, series where they feature female motocross riders from across the country. And really the message behind it is kind of um, highlighting them and their journey and um, their their impact on the community. This is something that you can only be featured on if you are recommended. And Amy was recommended so many times that after they had already kind of wrapped up the people that they were going to highlight for all of 2020, they um, had, you know, some little time that opened up because of Corona and they said, you know, we really want to feature you because you've been recommended so many times. So super cool that she has not only grown her business, this Girls Ride 2 motocross membership that, um, you know, when she came to me and we were working on this, wasn't really a business. It was just um, something that she had gotten together and really was encouraging all these girls to come on Tuesdays so that they can ride. It was Girls Ride Tuesdays. And she was like, I really kind of want to move into the space and want to make this my career and really grow it. And I don't know how to monetize it. And so we did that and we we changed that this season. And now she's going to be, you know, she has four other 
places and parks around the country that are interested in starting their own chapter of Girls Ride 2 after seeing her on Makeup to Mud. And it was just so fun for me to see my hamster on TV. I was in Miami with my family in Miami and, uh, and we were like, okay, it was Father's Day when it, when it aired. And I was like, okay, everyone, shh. Like we were watching it. We recorded it. We, I rewatched it like 30 times. Amy, I'm just so proud of you and so excited. So for those of you guys who are interested and curious, like, oh, female motocross. I know it's as badass as it sounds. You could YouTube her, Amy, on um, Amy Kwok, K-W-A-K, and check out Girls Ride 2. Uh, GirlsRideTuesday.com is currently the website. Uh, that's T-O-O-S-D-A-Y. Um, and, and I can't wait to see this is just the beginning for Amy. So another one of my clients, Carla, Carla Pettit, she is a client that is like my oldest client, I believe, <laughs> second oldest, and she has been with me from the get-go, and we have built her business. She was originally an engineer, and then she bought a flower shop, and now we've grown her flower shop from what was just doing daily orders and some weddings to really like quite a business and she's starting to expand into doing really unique types of floral arrangements that you've never seen before and uh, her goal was definitely to scale the profit uh, this year of, of the company and she had some really big ambitions for the um, the level of uh, you know her minimum that she wanted to have a client you know spend on flowers she wanted to be able to do these grandiose weddings and to do these incredible floral installations and the things you know that dreams are made of the things that you see on Pinterest and you're like oh my god it takes a certain level of investment right to do these things and she was like oh I'd love to work on things like that so we set an impossible goal and she hit it in June so Oh my gosh, it's just it's just crazy. Everyone else is like, "What? Your impossible goal is supposed to be something that maybe you hit within the year, but it maybe not because it is so outside of what you think is possible for you when you set it." And then we just work on your mind and we work on your feelings and we work on your action plan and you collect fails over and over and over again until you eventually realize that what was impossible for the person that you were is no longer impossible for the person that you've become. And for Carla, that happened halfway through the year. So we got to set a whole new impossible goal for the second half of the year. Carla, shout out to you. So proud of you. And last but certainly not least of what I'm going to spend time <laughs> shouting out this week. And next week, I may have to do a part two of this because there's so much to celebrate with the hamsters. But one of my clients who I unfortunately have to leave anonymous in this podcast episode right now, she made the Inc. 5000 list. Okay. Yes, that Inc. Inc. Magazine. Inc. You know, I-N-C dot. That, that just that word when you see it, you, you recognize this brand. They are known for recognizing this Inc. 5000 list recognizes the fastest growing private companies in America. So this hamster who shall remain, remain anonymous until I believe it's August 12th when they officially release it to the public is going to join that elite group of companies like Microsoft and Intuit and Shibani and Oracle and Patagonia and all these other companies that have been 
on this list and that are on this list. And um, that's not something that will ever go away. It's just a legacy for her business. And she works so hard and she puts herself out there and she's constantly ideating this client. And I'm just so proud. I'm beaming. And this is something that I found out yesterday. And I was like, ah, but I know it's, we can't tell anyone yet, but can I just anonymously say it? Cause I've got a bunch of clients so they're never going to know which one it is. Cause they're all so great, but I know which one it is. And hopefully soon, once it's announced, I'm going to have her on the podcast and we're going to talk more about it and how that came to be and about her business. So Yay. I hope you guys are on a high from just listening to that because I am and I can't wait to actually just dive into the topic of the day, which is extra, extra. And I always do some weird, you can pretty much expect that every episode there's going to be a weird kind of like half sing song part of the episode. Okay. So with each of my CEO clients that I coach, we cover the same basic things. Okay. So this includes, I teach them how to schedule, how to budget, how to, um, take action. We call it the air, land, and sea action method. And of course, lots and lots of thought management and every result the crazy thing is every result that's showing up in their business can be traced back to a single thought. And so our work together is to always find when you see a a result in your business that isn't to your liking or is to your liking, our work is to find which thought is creating that one. And if it's a bad result, right, that we have, that's the issue, then we have to find the thought that's the rotten one and replace it. The same way a mechanic would, right? If your car's not working, you don't know what the heck is exactly wrong. You take it to a professional so they can look at it with their eyes and see, oh, yep, you know what? This is not working. We're going to take it out and we're just going to replace it with one that does work. And that's going to get you the result that you want, which is a driving car that will get you to the destination that you want. It's the same thing. This analogy could not be more perfect for what we do in coaching. I do not understand business owners who do not have a business slash life coach. And of course, you know, there is something to be said about investing in the right thing for the stage of your business. But I promise you, you should always be be investing. And by investing, I do mean paying money to invest in your own uh, personal and professional development. Because if you do not pay money for it, you are not going to have that same sense of commitment and accountability that shows up. And you're not proving to yourself that you believe in yourself enough to get that result. It, there's a magic that happens when there is a transaction of goods. It's why I pay all the coaches and it always returns, right? So rant over about that. <laughs> Um, So this week, I noticed a trending thought amongst my clients, a thought that was making all of them feel kind of heavy. I could feel like they were like weighed down by a certain part of their business. Really, it made them feel burdened. And each version of the thought had the same sneaky word in it. And that word was extra. Okay. I know some of the uh, listeners here might be Gen Z. So I'm going to break it down for you. We all know the importance of the language that we're using. I say this every week. The words that you are saying to yourself in your brain are going to create a specific emotion. And that emotion is going to be the place where you start to take action from 
in your business. So if you don't have the right emotions, if you're not feeling motivated, if you're not feeling confident, if you're not feeling, um, you know, psyched or whatever, you're not going to be able to take the actions that you need to take in order to drive your business forward, right? So when I say extra, I don't mean extra the way the cool kids use it nowadays, like extra, which means dramatic in an unnecessary or empowered way. I learned, I Googled it. Um, I mean, <laughs> in, in the old school extra way, which the definition, what that I looked up says an item in addition to what is usual or strictly necessary. In addition, being a keyword, right? It's the thing that's just like afterwards. It's, it's added on. Okay. And then when they think this word extra or when it comes out and I only noticed it because as we were talking about it, I kept hearing them say it. Right. So, and they, they were saying it very nonchalantly. Oh, it's just like, you know, one extra thing that I have to do at the end of the day. And it's like, Ugh, and the way the tone was the same amongst all the clients. This is all in the same two days back to back. I had like four or five clients use this word feeling burdened. Right. And this is, these are their words, not mine. They're feeling burdened by the task, which is a funny sentence because if you do listen to this podcast, you understand that it is not possible, of course, to be burdened by a task. A task doesn't have the power to burden you, right? It's just a task. It's a neutral thing. It's a circumstance. What is burdening them is their thoughts about the task. So we're going to break this down. Each of them, though, ironically, had a different task that they were labeling as extra. For one of them, it was scheduling. This is so funny because these are real examples. So as I go through these, my clients are going to be like, that one's me, that one's me, that one's me, that one's me. <laughs> I don't think anyone has that deep of a voice, but um, the these are real, actual, um, these are the specific extra tasks that each of my clients this week told me was something that they felt was the extra thing they had to do in their business. One is scheduling. Um, this client in particular, they feel like they can do everything in their business and they're working so hard so many hours. But then when it comes to scheduling out their next day, it feels like an extra thing they have to do. And so needless to say, most of the time it slips off of their agenda and they don't do it. Another one of them is updating her CRM. Um, I don't know if you know what a CRM is. It's just basically a good way to track your, um, your clients and it feels like an extra thing that she just has to do. So of course it's been something that she just can't get herself to do. And I'm like, it's not surprising, right? Like you shouldn't be surprised that every time you're, you're showing up to this task and you're not doing it and you're like, what's wrong with me? There's something wrong with you, right? You just have a sneaky, innocent sounding uh, thought in there that we need to take out, right? Your car is not going to be able to run properly until this thought is taken out. This, this part is taken out. Okay. Um, another one is invoicing. It's just that thing at the end of the month, every time she's like, uh, like I'm behind on invoicing. It's just the extra thing that I have to do. She feels so burdened and weighed down by this part of her business. And another one, actually two other people is social media. It's that extra thing that they have to do. It's social media. It's like, uh, like I do my whole job and then I have to like figure out what I have to post to social media and all of these people, their solution to the thing they want to do is hire it out. <laughs> and some of them, they do hire out those things that they, they feel burdened by or they feel are extra, but 
And I'm not saying there aren't, there isn't a place for hiring out. There is, but I think it's a good skill for you to be able to rewire your thinking about something to just make it part of your job, right? And another one, the last one is that labeled extra was making offers, which is hilarious to me because that is the foundation of how you build a business. But of course, the it doesn't matter whether it is important or not in their brain. If the word extra is found in there, it's going to fall off. They're not going to do it. So for me, my extra thing, because I was thinking about this, I was like, what's extra for me in my life? What do I label as extra? And for me, I found, I noticed it's putting away the laundry. Okay. Does anyone else experience this? I, I wish I could be like, yes, I could hear you guys like, yeah, that's me. Doing laundry, according to my brain, is washing, drying, folding. Putting away the laundry is that extra part that feels so annoying to do. So I'm not sure if anyone else gets like, oh, okay, that's what she means. It feels like a separate part that can be done later, right? Like, you know, you have to do it eventually, but for some reason you've separated it out from part of the process. It's not like you would go to do your laundry and you'd wash it and then you'd be like, oh, the drying part is extra. No, you like know that you need to dry it. And there's some sort of consequence, like I need to fold it. Or for some people, folding might be the extra part. Maybe they don't care about wrinkles, right? It's all about the way that we think about it, which is funny because too, a lot of my clients, they all have to do scheduling if they're a hapster, right? A lot of them have to do invoicing. A lot of them have CRMs. All of them have social media, right? And each of them, it's not like that task is particularly heavy to all of them. It's just the way each of them is thinking specifically and they're choosing to think about those particular tasks. And that thought is creating this feeling of burden, right? So let's stop blaming the task and let's start crediting our brain and then let's really just fix the thought. So it's these innocent sounding words like extra that we need to look out for so we can just remind our brains of what's true and the facts and like get back to it and like cut that that word out. And extra isn't the only word. I'll, I'll feature a couple others in other episodes of words that I see trending. <laughs> Sneaky words that we got to call out, right? Extra is the first one though, okay? And so we found and created some replacement thoughts this week because I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. Here are some things that are working and different thoughts are going to, different replacement thoughts are going to work for different people. You need to find a thought that again, creates the emotional response that you want. Okay. So certain thoughts might not mean anything to one. So this is a thought that worked for one of my clients that like really resonated with her. It was when I don't update my CRM, I'm simply not doing my job. It's part of my job. Like she was like, when you said that and when you said, oh, you're just not doing your job, (laughs) like that stung to her because she was like, no, I do my job really well. And I agree. The truth was that she was letting herself off the hook with this one task because she didn't see it as part of her like non-negotiables and minimum baseline of her job, right? It's not her. she's really great at her job. She just didn't think she wasn't including it as part of her job. So now she's going to include it. So that worked for her. Um, now making my quota is a non-negotiable that I don't try or hope to hit. It's just something that I do. Okay. That was one that actually is an old one that applied to an old coach that I used to, um, train up. Like when I coached 
fitness coaches and on their business. And uh, she had a certain quota that she really wanted to hit each month. And sometimes she would hit it, but most of the time she wouldn't. And we had to really make it a non-negotiable and change the way she talked about showing up for it. Instead of being like, oh yeah, I'm going to try for this. Or I'm going to hope, I hope that I hit this this month. Like as if it was out, this result was outside of her control. And I'm like, hello, we create our own results using our thoughts first. So you can see what you're thinking by the way you feel about it. Do you feel like, like empowered? Do you feel like confident or do you feel hesitant? And do you feel like worried, right? So just be, be aware of the feeling that's coming up when you're thinking these thoughts invoicing is a priority for me because I like to pay people in a timely fashion. It's just who I am. This is how I'm going to prioritize it specifically this month, X, Y, Z plan, right? So you got to fix the thought. And then of course you can change and fix the action specifically. Then social media is not an afterthought. It's an integral part of my business and I'm committing to creating a marketing calendar and posting first thing on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you feel burdened or weighed down by a task, you guys, you're not going to do it. So we need to change the thought to create the feeling for you to use as fuel for that task at hand. Okay. I promise you guys got this.